Welcome everybody to It Was Tuesday with your host James Chen, even though this is a Wednesday, but we got to keep going forward. The show must go on. And so we are actually going to be talking about the Capcom Cup coming up in less than a month. <laughs> what? It's coming up in less than a month and we have a clearer picture of what's going on than ever before. I'm going to try to do a more detailed episode the closer we get talking about the different players, where they're from, uh, what to kind of expect. But, uh, of course, one of the things that we all love to look at, of course, is uh, character representation in Capcom Cup. And shout outs once again to CatCami6 on Twitter uh, for always putting out all this great information. You can follow them on Twitter at literally CatCami6. Uh, so please check that out. Uh, looks like they have a art drawing of like the, the cat that you can use in the game, <laughs> uh, the, for your clubs and such. Uh, but Cat Cami always puts together these stats pages and has some really interesting stuff over here. So, uh, character usage will come first here. So let's actually take a look at this character usage. And, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be really, really surprised by a lot of this stuff over here. But look at this. Guess who's on top? It's Luke. <laughs> and that is because Luke is clearly ridiculously strong. Luke is slowly but surely moving himself up to basically be considered the strongest character uh, at this point. Uh, in fact, I mean, as much as I hate Ken, I may put Luke over Ken now because uh, Luke is just becoming so strong and he just has so many tools and so much strength and the damage is just ridiculous and crouching strong is, is mental, dude. Uh, one thing I want to note here, by the way, there are numbers next to his name. Uh, the pink number corresponds to the times used as a secondary character. And the blue number corresponds to the times qualified as a second place, which means the person who qualified for the World Warrior or the online CPT entered the other one, ended up winning that, and then the second place person actually qualified because the first has already uh, done that. So, um, Oh yeah, I shouldn't have the start bar down there uh, so you guys can't see that I have 7,000 apps open uh, at all time. So uh, basically looking at this, that means that uh, you know Luke qualified twice as a secondary character and twice was uh, qualified, I'm sorry, Luke qualified twice by being the second place winner and then was also just a secondary twice. So if we remove the secondaries and just count only mains for now, uh, which is interesting because then I don't know what you would put Mena as, but uh, let's continue to count the people who qualified a second place because that means they're at Capcom Cup and they are representing with that character. So technically speaking, if you take away the secondary usages, Luke is actually tied with Ken at number eight. So again, Luke and Ken, Luke and Ken, Luke and Ken. Uh, Tokido is not in Capcom Cup. Again, there's only two spots for Japan. And unfortunately, uh, Tokido has not qualified in either one of them. Now, the interesting thing that a lot of people have actually been talking about uh, is that Luke's qualifiers all came fairly early on. And he really hasn't qualified 
uh, since I think it was Phenom uh, qualified, but uh, that was a while ago. But since then, there hasn't been as many Luke's, uh, Ken's, and Luke has been really uh, marching up. So a lot of people are saying maybe perhaps uh, Ken, there is argument that Ken isn't top two or top three, you know. Again, Phenom, with all of that propaganda out there, uh, don't listen to his lies. You know, just picture Memento. Take your Polaroid and just write on the back of it, don't believe his lies, you know, with the picture of Phenom on there. Clearly, Ken is top five. I don't know why Japan, in particular, doesn't think Ken is top five. It's very, very strange. Uh, speaking of Luke, uh, JP downplay, I mean, look. Hey, maybe, maybe those Buckler Bootcamp stats were right. You should go check that out if you haven't watched that video yet. It should already be up on YouTube. But if you look at the matchup data over here, Dalsam and JP are in the same place. So uh, clearly, you know, if JP is one of the strongest, so is Dalsam. And that's why they're here. <laughs> no, but I mean, JP is not up there. It's interesting. Right? It's interesting. Now, clearly JP is very strong. A lot of people put JP as number one. I'm still not convinced he's number one. I don't even know if I have him as top three because this guy exists here, DJ. But so far, my order right now is probably legit Luke, Ken, JP. I have JP in third place. Uh, again, JP is just one of those characters, while he's really, really strong... He actually has a, uh, he actually has, like, I feel like discernible weaknesses, right? You just have to have the right game plan against him. You have to be very patient against him. I think most people who find DJ, uh, JP that struggling is because they don't have the patience to fight him uh, the way that you should be fighting him, right? So, uh, but again... You know, saying that JP isn't the best. He's only top three. I mean, look, realistically, that top three order can be in any order that it, you want it to be based off of who you are. And yeah, Lurker Spine says top, my top five is Ken Luke, JP, Chun-Li, DJ. That's a lot of people's top five. Honestly, that's a lot of people's top five. It's really interesting to me, however, that people talk about Cammy all the time and how strong Cammy is. And people seem to have forgotten that Jury exists. I don't see people talking about Jury being top five or scary or whatever like that. But you look at this and look at this. There are five juries in this tournament. There are five juries in this. Where's Cammy? There's two. And one of them was a secondary character. So technically, there's one Cammy. There's one Cammy in here. <clears throat> if you don't count the secondary as, as being one of the representatives, or if you want to do it, you can count it as half, right? So it's literally 2.5. I mean, 1.5. So again, Cammy, interestingly, well, not like uh, doing very well. Uh, Shariah, the Ranger, these streams definitely happen on Tuesdays. I couldn't do it yesterday. A doctor's appointment ran very long. My appointment was at 3.15. I was only finally seen by the doctor at like 5, like 4.50, I think it was. 
And then basically I hadn't eaten yet. And so by the time I was ready to stream, I was like, you know what, I'll just do it tomorrow. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was just a routine checkup at the doctor's. Routine checkup, nothing serious. Um, but yeah, jury. Five representatives with jury over here. Uh, actually four, I should say, because yes, one of them is a secondary. So jury, Chun-Li, Guile. But I mean, honestly, you look at this list and Luke, Ken, DJ, jury, Chun-Li, Guile, Dalsam, JP, and Cammy are the nine top characters over here. And without counting the secondaries, that's eight plus eight, 16, plus six, 22, plus four, 26, plus eight is 34, plus six is 40, plus one is 41. Actually, we can't count Cammy, uh, so we'll just do 40. So we'll just do the top uh, eight characters over here. So 40, <laughs> 40 out of the 47 players who qualified are using these top eight characters. 40 out of 47. The seven last characters are Kami, Zangief, Mariza, Rashid, Blanca, Modern Luke, and Ryu. So if you count Modern Luke as Luke, it's literally 41 out of 47 characters uh, using the, the dude. But I mean, honestly, this is about as accurate as you can get for a top 10. Like, I think most people would have this as their top 10. Uh, Blanca and Rashid are the only ones that might jump up a little bit here to join the rest of these nine over here. Like, I don't know if Dalsam is actually top 10. He's the character that I don't have in the top 10 that made it into this top uh, eight list over here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, and I have Blanca and Rashid higher than that. Uh, but what's interesting is, I mean, Ryu and Zangief are clearly the uh, underdogs here. People are going to be rooting hard for ending Walker and Snake Eyes with this Ryu and Zangief. And it basically takes a player like ending Walker or Snake Eyes to qualify with these characters. Clearly you know, those players are ridiculous. Taking these characters far, probably beyond what they can actually do. So if we actually move them down to the zero count for theory purposes here, that means in the zero category, we would have Zangief, Ryu, Jamie, Kimberly, Manon, Lily, Aki, and Honda. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So it'll be eight characters down here. And uh, so that's nine, 10, 11, 12, 12. We won't count uh, this one. So we'll have 12 characters. Wait, did I count that right? Oh, my mouse is running out of batteries. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so 12 characters on the upper half, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the bottom half. And honestly, that's correct. Like this is actually a pretty accurate, you know, kind of lumping of the uh, characters in terms of their tier. 
And really, honestly, you know, uh, for me, Dalsam, Marisa, Rashid, Bl eh, ah, no, it really is just that. That's like the half split. It really is. There's the 12 that's at the top that everybody's going to change the order of. And then there's the 8 at the bottom that everybody's going to change the order of. But I don't think that there's going to be very many people that are not going to put them in those halves. I really don't think that people are going to put them into the halves. So, uh, Brian F's theory is that making the Shoto archetype like Ken and Luke so strong will inevitably result in top players flocking to them. Basically, their game plan and toolkit is so standard to easy to learn, unlike a JP or Chun. Yeah, and that's the thing I want to talk about, JP, right? You know, everyone says he's number one, but that's the thing. The reason why I don't put him at number one is because I do think there's a little bit of difficulty in him, and I do think there's a, there, like, there is the ability for, you know, JPs to mess up. There's a little variances in him where things are off a little bit, like with Kakaru and his target combo and the spike not hitting in the correct direction and stuff. Again, clearly, clearly JP is super strong. I'm not downplaying JP. I just don't think he's dominantly number one, like a lot of people say. Um, so, uh, but... Right, and then there's the other side where Lurker Spine says, I don't think how easy to learn a game plan affects how many pros play a character. I disagree with that, actually. I disagree with that heavily. Uh, because if you look at something like Street Fighter V, the top two characters and were really debatable was Luke and Dalsum. And everybody played Luke. And nobody played Dalsum. <laughs> Nobody played Dalsum. Dalsum is, I think, the best character in Street Fighter V. I actually think Dalsum is better than Luke in Street Fighter V. I actually think Dalsum is better than Luke. But you're not going to see a lot of Dalsums, and there's only like three Dalsum players out there. Uh, so I really, really think... Uh, that, yeah, uh, Dalsum's plan is definitely harder to execute. He's, he's really tough to use in Street Fighter V. And it's just understanding the angles, understanding things. So, yeah, uh, the, the, the difficulty of a character absolutely affects how much people use him. Uh, Luke and, Luke and Ken are very straightforward. That's why they're up here. They're, uh, they really are very, very straightforward. Uh, even someone like Guile, who, you know, is clearly a very strong character, he's not as easy to use as some of these other characters, which is why it took a while for us to see Guile actually make it over here. Um, again, you know, you say for pros, but... Like I said, I didn't see anybody flock to Dalsum. I didn't see anybody in Street Fighter V, uh, pardon the phrase, I didn't see a single person in Street Fighter V tear whore into Dalsum. Not a single person picked up Dalsum to fight at Capcom Cup, and like nine people picked up Luke for Capcom Cup. <laughs> right? So, 
there is definitely uh, an effect about them. They all complained about Dalsam for sure because we all hated him. But no, trying to use him is definitely a very, very different story. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, seeing Ryu, Zangief, Jamie, uh, Kimberly, Manon, Lily, Aki, and Honda in the bottom six make, I mean, in the bottom eight makes sense. Those are the eight characters that clearly need the help the most. They need to have buffs. And it's scary because I was saying on my stream, I don't know how Jamie is bad. I can't beat the character. I can't really say that he has huge weaknesses. Even when he's only at like level one, that character is terrifying to me. Uh, I don't know what makes him bad. But it's interesting because all the characters that I don't know how to fight, like Jamie, Marisa, and Manon, are also the new characters. Everyone that I know how to fight are slight variations to stuff that I've been fighting against for 30 years. So, uh, again, uh, it's interesting. But, you know, if you, like, how do you buff these characters? How do you buff these characters in a way that's, like, fair? <laughs> And, you know, Bolt Strike out there was talking about Jamie buffs, and I really liked his list because it was a very intelligent list. It wasn't like, give Jamie, like, permanent <coughs> drunk drink levels. It never goes down. Even Bolt Strike would, was like, he would be the best character. Like, no, don't do that. So, like, he was very reasonable with his changes, and the changes were all really small things. And that's really all I think is necessary for the majority of these characters to be significantly stronger is just really small things. And in fact, for a lot of the characters, like for example, Aki, if you just made her, uh, you know, Snake Slither, the OD one, actually just invul the throws and to hits and just had more delay even when it crosses through. Because right now when it crosses through, it gains extra invincibility. Take that away and just make it so she has more recovery at the end that can be punished. And you just give her that and let her escape uh, corner situations. If you just let Lily's OD uh, Tomahawk Buster be, uh, be an actual OD instead of only throw invul, if Kimberly just gets her Odi Tatsu back, like that makes them a lot better. Obviously, Ryu and Jamie have something already, so you'd have to tweak them a little bit. Uh, there's more to them that you have to tweak. Uh, Jamie, there's a lot of little suggestions uh, that are possible here. I just don't think he should start at 90% damage and have to go up to 95 and then to 100. I think just leave him at, just start him at 100. I think Kim should start at 100% damage. Uh, for Ryu, I've always said Denjin Charge Fireball should just destroy Drive Gauge. So to make people scared of it. Like, even if you parry, even if you Drive Parry the uh, Denjin Charge Fireball, you come out with a negative amount of Drive Gauge. So if you ever let Ryu charge up the Denjin, the Fireball becomes a big threat. You don't want to block it. Uh, because that was what it was like in old games. If you ever blocked a fireball, life sucked. Because now you're in a negative situation when he throws another fireball. And now you're at his mercy. So you were scared to block it. 
you're just not scared to block fireballs in this game because you don't take chip damage. You can drive parry it and you don't even slide backwards barely anymore. You can even perfect parry and get through it. So if you actually just changed it so that Denjin charge fireball drain drive meter, I think that would change Ryu a lot, honestly. Uh, Manon, I, I'm not sure what to do for Manon, to be honest with you, because Manon is a character that any small tweak could turn her into an absolute nightmare. She would be so, so scary uh, if, if Manon was actually uh, buffed the wrong way. Um, oh, uh, Elon says, uh, I know she needs some help with her spinny world getting through fireballs. The Guile matchup is seemingly impossible with how bad that works. Interesting. Interesting. The Guile matchup is impossible, huh? The Guile matchup is impossible. Oh yeah, well at Master Rank over here, Manon against Guile, she has a winning percentage against Guile. So CFN data shows you that you are wrong. No, just kidding. <laughs> we already talked about why you can't just go straight off that. So I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, Manon is a weird character. She can, because remember when the game first came out, we were all scared of Manon and we all hated her and we all thought she was broken. Uh, honestly, uh, so, you know, obviously we figured her out, we got better at the game, really exposed his, uh, weaknesses, so, uh, exposed her weaknesses, so clearly, you know, she needs to be buffed, but you buff her the wrong way, and then she's gonna be a problem, right? Like, I'm actually scared they're gonna buff Blanca. If they buff Blanca, like, I swear to God, like, I'm just gonna cry, uh, but uh, again, I don't think they need a lot of changes, but here's the question. Are they going to actually try to keep the changes at a minimum from season to season, or are they willing to shake things up season to season? Do they want to treat it like street fighter five or do they want to treat it like alpha? Obviously not to the degree that we went. I mean, it's hard to say alpha because alpha one to alpha two and alpha two to alpha three were some massive changes, but are they willing to shake it up and change a lot of the system mechanics? Because a lot of people are hating drive rushes. You know, people want stronger drive reversals, which is a mistake. Don't want stronger drive reversals necessarily. But you know, there's a lot of things that people are talking, you know, are they willing to change enough to make it so that uh, we get kind of a different game uh, instead of actually just having, um, you know, uh, just small tweaks. It'll be an interesting decide what they want to do. Light touches are obviously make sense, Jinx Deli, uh, and are going to be the easiest way to balance it. But I just don't know if Capcom is interested in doing that or if they want to shake it up enough every year to bring disenfranchised players back, right? Now that Street Fighter VI left the honeymoon period of the first three months of everybody being like, oh my God, this game's perfect. And now everybody's like, drive rushes are so stupid. This game skips neutral. This is the most random game ever. You know, now that we've skipped the honeymoon phase, 
a lot of people have stopped playing six. Do we want to get to the point where maybe we change it enough to bring some of those players back? <laughs> you know, that's the question. So <laughs> Drive Rush is so amazing. It's also a Tekken 8 and apparently in Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising as well. <laughs> oh, man. The plus offensive move is very, very scary. But, um, yeah. Um... It's just be really interesting to see, but clearly it's going to be sad times at Capcom Cup because literally these six characters are going to be missing unless someone from the Last Chance Qualifiers actually wins with one of these characters. I'm actually, to be honest with you, the most I'm surprised by is the Kimberly. I thought at least one Kimberly would qualify because I truly believe Kimberly is much stronger than this than this shows uh and again you know region we have to also pay attention to the fact that region is going to come into a factor right uh you know obviously we're not getting purely the strongest players we're getting great regional representation as opposed to necessarily getting the strongest players sorry guys if the audio is getting funky I'm trying to change the batteries of my mouse because it is running out of batteries. Uh, so I'm grabbing some recharges, rechargeables. I'm swapping some rechargeables. Uh, but, you know, I, I really honestly thought Kim would be doing a lot better in this tournament because I really do think she's really strong. But, again, not having a reversal is really, really tough. Really, really tough. Uh, isn't Kim basically a knowledge check? A lot of her stuff isn't real. No, a lot of her stuff is real. It's just that she starts at 90% damage. She has bad neutral. And she has no defense. She gets put in the corner and she dies. <clears throat> and like I said, she, t she does 90% damage. Like at least make it so that her throw does normal damage before and after the buff. It's just her normals that actually change damage. Because I hate the fact that when I throw with Kim, I actually have less of a threat because they across the board reduced everything by, by 290%. It's so frustrating, dude. It's so annoying. So, uh, She doesn't have the best corner mix in the game. She actually really, really doesn't. I don't think she does. I think I think a lot of characters quarter mix is scarier than Kimberly's. Honestly, um, I think Ken's is better. I think Luke's is scarier. I think DJ's is scarier. I think uh, um, what's what's a face? Um, who am I thinking of over here? Well, I think Marisa's terrifying in the corner. Uh, I even think JP. Has really good corner mix-ups, corner pressure. Blanca has clearly a better corner pressure game than Kimberly. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think Kimberly has the best corner mix-up in the game, honestly. Um, so... What are you guys arguing about here? What is going on over here? <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Tony, let's look, look, look. I'm gonna practice what I preach, okay? Stop arguing about games. Stop arguing about games, okay? I don't care if you think Grand Blue is ugly or Strive is ugly or Tekken is ugly or whatever. I don't care. That's your opinion. Other people like it. Let them like it. Stop fighting about fighting games. This is not a competition. This is not a competition. Leave it alone. Leave it alone, okay? I'm going to time out people here if you keep talking about the games like if we're going to get into a games argument here. So let it go. Let it go. I, I know, whatever. I don't care who started it. I don't care who's attacking who. who. That's not what I'm talking about here. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, let it go. Let it go. But whoever's debating this, just let it go. Let's move on. Okay. Friends, shake, shake. Hearts, love, please. Okay. All right. Back to this uh, Street Fighter VI over here. It is sad that we aren't going to see these six characters. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people rooting for... I mean, like, Mena RD as the Blanca. Uh, it's Gacha Kun as the Rashid. Big Bird as the Marisa. Uh, Zangief is Snake Eyes. And Ending Walker is the Ryu. So, yeah, we do have the specialists here. But those five are definitely gonna be getting a lot of people rooting for them. I am actually honestly surprised that there aren't that many Blancas in here, that there's only one Blanca. I think Blanca's amazing. I think Blanca is top 10, uh, potentially. <clears throat> but, um, again, <clears throat> apologies to all Blanca players out there. Blanca players are insane, okay? And, <laughs> There's most of the Blanca players out there, you have to be of a certain mindset. You don't have a lot of the really fundamentally strong people playing Blanca outside of like Mena, uh, Nishken, and like Wolfgang. So, you know, I'm not, I, look, if more people were willing to pick up Blanca, I think Blanca would destroy so many people. Uh, I really, really think that, uh, Blanca is better than that, but, you know, it'll be really exciting to see those characters try to be the underdog, but, you know, let's face it, once we get to Capcom Cup, and you know what the scary thing about this is, uh, some of these players potentially, uh, maybe Big Bird, but Ending Walker obviously already has a Ken and a DJ, Mena has a Luke, so uh, some of these characters may not even show up. I don't think Gachacoon is going to change. Snake Eyes is not changing. But uh, Big Bird might even pick another character as well at some point. So, you know, we might not even see a lot of these characters in the first place. So, yeah, Visant plays Blanca in Street Fighter VI. Yes, he does. He does. Uh, but Visant is also not uh, the, uh, uh, an execution god. He, he fumbles a lot which is where uh, a lot of his weaknesses come from. So, uh, Literally, everyone in Street Fighter VI is a very strong character, but people can't deal with their tilt and blame the game. I agree, Straw Hat Shadow. By the way, F. Ken, Ken's a grubby character. He carries you. He's such an... I hate him. 
He's broken. He's dumb. Nobody who wins with Ken wins validly. You're just taking advantage of a broken character. But you're right. I think uh, people can't deal with their tilt. I think you're right, Straw Hat Shadow. So, um, the number, the numbers next to the character, uh, the red ones are, <laughs> the red ones are uh, characters that qualified as their secondary. So one of these is, uh, I think, Mena here. And then uh, the other number is they qualified the Capcom Cup by finishing second in their qualification event because the person who won first place had already qualified. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, God, I mean, like, Broski's Aki is so sick. It would be awesome if uh, Habiki ended up go going with the with the Lily. It would be awesome if Idom or Random showed up with the Manon. I'd love to see if Shine showed up with the Kimberly. Uh, I don't even know who's a top player who plays Jamie anymore. But, you know, there's a lot of good Hondas out there. Nassim Claus, a strong Honda, for example. It would be cool to see some good Hondas out there, so... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Valmaster might actually switch to Kimberly. So Kimberly might actually be able to jump into the one with a secondary up there because Valmaster does have a secondary for Kim. So that's actually uh, would be really, really cool. So It's so weird because, like I said, when I fight Jamie, I don't know how to take advantage of his weaknesses. Like, Drive Rush Fierce is, like, one of the most insane things in the game. I have no idea how to deal with Drive Rush Fierce. I have no idea. And I tested it with Kimberly. She literally cannot stop Drive Rush Heavy Punch. It's so ridiculous. Oh, man. Uh, that character, dude. I don't know how to fight him. I really don't know how to fight him. Man, I keep moving my chats to the left side, to right side, to left side, to right side. And Jasmine keeps moving back and forth to, uh, to block appropriately. So, hi. Hi. Oh, look at the girl. <laughs> Say hi, Jasmine. Say hi, Jasmine. Oh. Do you actually hear her meow? Hope you guys heard her meow. So cute. Um... <laughs> yeah, I'm a Kim player. I am a Kim player. So uh, I don't think her corner game is as strong as people say it is. I, I really don't. So um... don't get me wrong. I'm a Kim up player as well. This whole time. A lot of people have been putting Kim in bottom five, and I'm like, no way. She's way better than that. But in the end, not having an ODDP is just a problem. So I think Punk might go. Idom, I think there's probably a small chance because Idom doesn't like to travel. And, I mean, I know Idom's not the biggest, you know, proponent of this game. 
And Manon, I don't know if it's just strong enough for Idom to really want to do it. Uh, so, uh, LCQ, LCQ, it's a good question. But like I said, I want to talk about this more in the future uh, in another episode because I just want to talk about all things Capcom Cup. Uh, so here we go. I'll, I'll also go through this again in the future just to see. We've got 263 attendants right now. Reynold, Goichi, Kizike, Shaohai, Moke, uh, Aqua, Punk, Tokido, Oil King, Nemo, Bonchan, Problem X, Momochi, Sako, uh, Alex Smith, Alex Myers, Mono, Itazan, Grand Todakai, 801 Strider, JB, Wolfgang, uh, Filipino Man, Julio, MOV, Dankadias, uh, Jewa, Samurai, uh, I think that's Atlanta, Terrence, Flash, Metroid, Stupendous, uh, Panoi, Classical, uh, Flaquito. So there's a pretty, I mean, Uriel Valorio from Mexico is going. There's a pretty neat uh, list of players here, but. I definitely don't see uh, Idom on here. So I don't know if Idom is actually going. Uh, but this is going to be the hardest Street Fighter Six tournament outside of EVO. Because all these guys were at EVO. But this is going to be a ter terrifying tournament. Now obviously a lot of players can register for this because it's a free registration. And then just not show up. So even though Punk is registered, that doesn't necessarily mean... Punk is actually going to be playing in the tournament. So keep that in mind. So, <clears throat> yeah, is Random coming out? Was he on the list? Because if Random's on there, that'd be awesome to see him come out and play here. So, but yeah, that's the character representations for uh, Street Fighter VI there. So, that's what we got. That's what we got. Um, uh,. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be telling, and we're going to get a lot of good information here. Um, and, yeah, I mean, maybe this means that Luke and Ken get nerfed. You know, we were talking about in the matchmaking data, you know, how do you nerf characters? Do you just base it off of tournaments? But this kind of tournament result right here that you see with 10 Lukes, or 8 Lukes, I should say, 8 Lukes and 8 Kens, is pretty telling so far. Six DJs, you know, DJ definitely working his way up there. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Maybe Capcom will judge that. Maybe they'll try to abide by... Again, you know, people always say, I don't want to see nerfs, only buffs. I get the mentality. I used to say that all the time as well. But balancing is a lot easier when you're willing to nerf. If you're not nerfing at all, balancing is actually really, really hard. <laughs> Balancing is actually really hard if you're not willing to nerf. Because a lot of times, bad matchups happen because something is too strong. And so, do you sit there and buff seven characters that lose to that thing so they can beat it and have seven characters get new buffs that could affect all the other matchups and have that cascade? Or do you take the thing that's too strong and beats up those seven characters and nerf it so that it doesn't basically beat up those seven characters? If it's like a free, like overpowered kind of thing, right? So obviously nerfing is probably the correct way to go. Um, 
Yeah, only buffs can get out of hand way too fast, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of creating a new monster, case in point, Cronin in KOF 15, when they buffed him, I mean, Cronin just became absolute nightmare to deal with. So, uh, but, you know, um, Capcom Cup's going to be fun. Like I said, I'm going to do another episode where I just go through all the players and we'll look at the LCQ a little more detailedly and we'll talk about Capcom Cup in a little more detail. We'll look at the SFL. We'll know the Street Fighter Street Fighter League EU winners by then. So it'll be, uh, it'll be cool. Um, but that's all I wanted to talk about for that. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, of course. Uh, I might add a third thing where I just talk about the hyper fighting tournament that I uh, commentated last week. So check out, you know, if, you see, if you're seeing this on release day uh, on YouTube. If not, I, even then, go ahead and look for the other video that, I'm about to, that I might put up. <laughs> may or may not be there. We'll see. Uh, but um, thank you guys always again for the support. Uh, I hate doing this, obviously, but if you are still watching at this point, uh, subs, donations, any of that nature uh, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I have a PayPal at just jchenzor at yahoo.com. So if you want to donate money directly that way, it would be very much appreciated. Uh, again, 2023 has been a rough year, and 2024 is uh, not showing up particularly quickly <laughs> right now. So uh, it's it's been tough for me. So any sort of uh, subs donations that kind of thing is greatly appreciated again i hate doing this i hate doing the internet begging thing but again uh, i always appreciate it so uh thank you guys thank you guys for tuning in and uh you know hope you guys do enjoy these podcasts that i'm doing uh you should you should because for so many people out there the day that this podcast graced their ears was the most important day of their lives. But for me, it was Wednesday.